Nine verses. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. You set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants you have ordained strength because of the enemy. And you may silence the enemy of the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon, the stars that you have ordained, what is man that you're mindful of him? And the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, the paths of the paths of the sea. Say the last verse with me. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name. Amen. We do want to remember those of number that are out hunting in the woods, and I pray that the scripture will come to pass for them, and they will have dominion over the beasts of the field. Hope successful, right? All right. Let us pray. We thank you, Heavenly Father, again this Lord's Day that we can gather together in the house of prayer. Thank you for the beauties of the snow that you sent to make the earth so pretty in the wintertime. And then you pray for those that are out driving and give safety as well. But Lord, today we just want to exalt your name. As the psalmist said here, that how great is your name, how excellent is your name in all the earth. And we worship you this morning. We give you praise and thank you for our worship team leading us in those beautiful songs. A praise to your name. Truly, Lord, your glory is all around us. We would open our eyes and see God, you are on your throne. Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. There he is interceding for each one of us. We live in a wicked, evil world, but we're so glad we can turn our eyes to you, Lord, and know that you're still in the throne. Things are coming to pass. Scripture is being fulfilled. I believe, Lord, you're coming this so very near. So, Lord, help us today to center our minds and attention on you, and that we truly would be thankful, Lord, for all the many blessings that you've given to us. The Lord, truly, we're blessed above many today in our world. Some that are living in war-torn countries. Others, Lord, that are all but starving, without food, without money. Oh, Lord, I pray that you would help those dear ones, believers everywhere, those that are persecuted Christians today, those that are worshiping you and hiding. Lord, may your presence be very real to them. Help us, Lord, to remember our brothers and sisters that are less fortunate than we. Now we pray, Lord, for nations that a righteous man would become the ruler, one who would care for God and also his people. I think, again, of the country of Zimbabwe. Lord, we just lift up those precious people today. No, Lord, their prayers are ascending your throne. I think also of the country of Haiti where there's so much riot and 
terrible things happening. We know, Lord, that there will not be peace on this earth until the Prince of Peace comes back. Oh, Father, would you move and, and answer the prayers of those that are crying out to you today. So, Lord, help us now as we worship you that we again would realize your goodness, your blessing. We would not take it for granted. So have your way in this service. Be with those, Lord, that are not here for various reasons, some that have uh, physical needs. So glad to see Fran with us today. She's had this fall some weeks ago. Pray to continue to heal her body. It's good to have Chris with us as well. And I pray a touch of his body and their lives together. Oh Lord, guide us each one. You know our hearts, you know the heaviness, you know the concerns. And Lord, today we just pray, oh God, would you bear your strong arm and we'll see God move and answer prayer. So have your way this day and give you the praise. For it's a Jesus worthy and blessed name we ask all these days. And everyone says, Amen. A family sat down at Thanksgiving for their big meal, and their nine-year-old son, Charlie, was asked to pray the prayer blessing before they ate. Now, Charlie was the quiet and polite one of the two sons. The other brother, Billy, was quite mischievous. So Charlie began to pray by thanking God for his family, his friends, and began to name them one by one. And then he prayed for the food and called out every item he could see at the table. The green beans, the mashed potatoes, the corn, the cold salt, the bread pudding, the applesauce, dinner rolls, the pecan pie, and finally the chocolate cake. Anybody getting hungry yet? Then he began to pray about the turkey. He prayed, that turkey looks so juicy and delicious. Thanks, Mom, for fixing it. Thank you for the car that brought the turkey home from the grocery store. Thank you for the man at the market that bagged the groceries and put them in the car for Mom. Yes, thank you for the meat worker who put that turkey out on the shelf and for those that packaged it after dressing and cleaning it. And thank you, Lord, for the farmer. Can't forget the farmer. Who raised it? And then Charlie paused and asked if anyone, or if he had left anything out. But now the family was getting hungry and wanted to eat. Just then, Brother Billy piped up and said, Well, you forgot God. Without missing a beat, Charlie said, I was getting hungry. It seems, oh, isn't that beautiful? I can't see it back there. That looks nicely. It seems at Thanksgiving time we want to thank everyone. We'd like to have friends and family together. We wish everyone a happy and blessed Thanksgiving. Because there's many people that contributed to our lives. We consider our heritage. We give thanks for our friends and family. But let's not forget God. We must remember that all good gifts come down from above our Father of life. He is the source of all our blessings that we enjoy. Someone once said the worst possible moment for an atheist <coughs> to feel thankful and have no God to thank. But what about us today? Those that believe in God, and yet we fail sometimes to remember what he's done for us. 
And maybe you're like a man that I used to work for a number of years ago when I was in Bible college. Uh, he came from a poor dust family and, and got into the steel business and became a millionaire. He's I'm a self-made man. I trust you, God's because of that. Most of us remember being in school and being taught what Thanksgiving is all about. Thanksgiving Day, the first one, the pilgrims and the Indians observed how God had brought them through a very harsh and hard winter. Now he blessed them with abundance of harvest of food. I thought there would be a picture up there. Good. They became friends, the Indians and the, the Americans, and they shared their bounty together, the turkey and venison and produce from the fields. And together in a feast, they thanked God there in primitive Massachusetts. So I ask ourselves all the question, do we thank God here in America today? You know, it, it declares a national holiday, Thanksgiving. But do we thank God for the freedoms that we enjoy? Oh, I know America's not perfect. <laughs> Listen to the news. We live in a divided nation. Troubled times. But we still have lots to thank God for. Millions of turkeys are going to be served this Thanksgiving day on Thursday in homes across America, friends and family. Sadly, after they eat and fill their bellies, many will just settle into the lazy boy for now. Not even mentioning the name of God. But we know Jehovah Jireh is the God, the Father, our provider. Could have been born and live in Haiti, the poorest nation on earth. A country food, God's blessings uh, are upon us. But you know, with all the blessings, you can also uh, wean us away from remembering where those blessings come from. What about us here this morning? Will we put God first and Thursday? A list of thanks. I like when you sit down with family and you say, now, everyone, just tell me one thing you're thankful about this year. It's interesting what we say. Most of all, we thank God for who he is, and what he gives to us, what he's given to us. So I want you to consider today the excellence of our God. First of all, consider God himself. A scripture here from Psalm 8. David is the author. He's considering his place in the created order. It says in verse 1, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Could be that David was out on his patio one night, and on the rooftop looking up into the stars and just began to think about the greatness of God. It's a good thing to try to do that sometimes. He saw all the splendor, twinkling stars in the night sky, overwhelmed that God, the Creator, who put it all in place, still considered him. Notice in the short psalm of eight verses, he begins verse one and concludes the last verse with God. How excellent is his name in all the earth. I say amen to that. Then David, thank you for repenting those words. He doesn't forget God and all 
all that he remembers the true source of where his blessings come from. Consider God's name. He says, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all of the earth. How excellent it deserves our praise. His name is the expressed sum total of all his attributes, his very character. You see, when God revealed his name, he was making himself known to every one of us here and all mankind. He said, I am that I am. Now, how do you explain that? He always was from the very beginning. Now, we always have a beginning and an ending. Yesterday, I went to the funeral of my pastor when I was a teenager, um, Pastor Glenn Hostetter, who actually be, I think, an uncle of Helen. He turned 90 October the 20th, and the Lord took him home now. I'll tell you something interesting something. I was 18 years old when Pastor Glenn was turning 40. One night after prayer meeting, his family had a surprise birthday party. So we all went downstairs and had a lot of fun. And I thought, why is this preacher ever getting old? <laughs> yeah, we all chuckled that. But there's a beginning date, and then there's an end date. But we think of God, I am that I am. That, that staggers our thinking. Jesus, the Word, became flesh and dwelt among mankind. We read that in John 1, 14. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as one and only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Let's consider God's glory. In verse 1, he said, Who has set your glory above the heavens? The glory of the Lord is the essence of his nature, his radiance, his splendor. God's glory demonstrates his power, his presence among us in his goodness, his eternal qualities. Consider God's universe and the heavens. Verse 3 says, When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, just his fingers. That's staggering. We're amazed when we look up into the sky and try to imagine all that is out there. How many of you might have a telescope in your home? Enjoy it. Okay, I see that again. Uh, I, few times in my life, have looked into a telescope and wow, you think you see the stars now in the telescope. There's a whole lot more out there. It's beautiful. We're amazed, and I'm sure that David marveled at the heavens above him. Yes, we do know today with modern science and research how much more we know than ancient mankind did. You know what? Along with that, we ought to be praising God more than they did. And we never take for granted our Creator God, whose name is Elohim, meaning Father God, the Creator in the Hebrew. I want to share with you just a brief science lesson. I forgot about the hunter being out. I was hoping Mike could be here today because I know he would be right with me on this. You know, the beam of light travels 186,000 miles per second. That's seven times around the earth. 
It takes eight minutes for that beam from the sun to reach Earth. In a year, the same beam of light travels six trillion miles, which is called a light year. Eight billion light years from Earth is only halfway to the edge of our universe. Staggers are thinking to remember the vastness of this universe that God has created with his fingers. David said in verses 3 and 4, When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon, the stars that you ordained, what is man that you're mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? Wow. To know that that God loves you and me. And he wants his son's presence to be in us. Let's consider God's fingers. It's the fingers that put the things, the stars in place, not his hand, not his arm. It reveals the power of God to us. He only needed his fingers. Consider his God's care. With all the strength and glory, David says, God, the creator, thinks about every one of us here today. And he visits with us, his presence. Are you thankful for your personal relationship you have with God? Amen. We certainly ought to be. He keeps us on his heart. He knows every one of us by name. He does care for you and me, even in the little things. It was Thanksgiving Day in a nursing home. A small group were gathered around the table to eat their meal. The director was there. He asked them all to share something that they were thankful for, even the little things. Thanks were expressed, various ones, for a warm home to live in, family and friends, and so forth. And then one little old lady spoke up and said this. I am thankful to the Lord for two perfectly good teeth. One in my upper jaw and one in my lower jaw, and they meet perfectly so I can chew my food. In my lap, I might do something. <laughs> Even in the thankful, the little things we need to be thankful, right? Or you can be like our son Joel this last week had all his upper teeth pulled out and stuck in. I paid him, I really did, but he's gone great. We've considered God's name, we've considered God's glory, his heavens, his fingers, his care, and now what's next? Thank God. Thank God. His name should make us thankful to be invited into a relationship with him. It's not some distant deity way out yonder totally separated from his creation, he chose to come to fill us with his presence. Soon it will be Christmas season, thinking again how God came down to earth as a little innocent baby. He chose to come and dwell among us. When Jesus went back to heaven, he sent the Holy Spirit to be with us. He wants the blessed Holy Spirit. Uh, he wants his character to be filled with us, our spirit. His presence should overwhelm us from time to time. 
as we worship him. Oh, Lee, I, I think so many times of your experience there when you shared with us as a congregation. Driving his truck, how God came in that cab and blessed him. I pray every one of us will have an experience like that. Just keep your eyes open and your God. Let's keep our relationship fresh and up to date as we spend time with him in prayer and meditate upon his word. Never allow him to become stale or cold. Because of his glory, we should be thankful to share in his likeness. His glory should radiate out from every one of us. I thought of Moses as he went up on Mount Sinai and was, was with God. And when he came down, the people had, had to put a veil over his face. They couldn't stand to look upon him because the glory of God was radiating. I realize that situation is a little bit different. None of us are going to get that close to God like Moses did in the literal way. <coughs> but if we spend time in prayer, I believe Jesus should, should lose out of us. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 3.18, But we all with unveiled face behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, and being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of and so as believers, let's, let's reflect God's glory. Just like the moon reflects the sun. Stories told of a little girl and her mother were walking home from church one day. And the little girl said to her mother, The preacher's message confused me today. Oh, the mother said, How's that? Well, he said God is so much bigger than we are, and yet he lives within us. <laughs> Yes, her mother said, you're right. Well, then answered the little girl, shouldn't he show through us, right? I say, amen. God wants to show through us as a light in a dark room. He saw the light. And then, because of God's heaven, we should be thankful that Jesus is preparing a place for us. Oh, I'm so excited. I told you I... I finished my message on heaven and I can hardly wait to preach it. And I think I've been working on December, probably it will be in January that I'm going to share that. But friends, there's a real place waiting for us. I heard that amen from somewhere. Should have been all of you. <laughs> heaven is going to be so much better than anything you've ever experienced. And this tragedy that we heard. Uh, just two days ago, this lovely young lady, we were only married a year. Uh, here she was killed in a car accident. Her husband was driving. I can't imagine the pain and grief that man is experiencing today. But I said, just think where she is. Going home to her parents and then going to her real home so quickly. That gives us the comfort and hope, doesn't it? Life can be hard. It can be painful. People will experience things. You wonder how they got through it. It's only because of God. Yes, real living is ahead of us. Because we are actually in the dressing room now, folks, preparing for that day. Jesus said that he's going away to prepare a place for us so that we can be with him. Praise his name. So because of God's fingers, we enjoy the creation here and now. You've heard us say, oh, take time to smell the roses. We're so busy, aren't we? Of course, now the roses are 
sort of going late till spring, but maybe hobbies you can bring some roses in for Christmas and your wife can still smell them. <laughs> enjoy them. Enjoy them. Visit the mountains in the sun. Go to the ocean. See God's creation. I love to sit on the beach and hear the waves crashing in. I can just sit there and enjoy them. Because my God has created all that. It's for our enjoyment until we get to heaven. So because of God's care, we should be so thankful today for his presence with us. It has been said that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. How true that is. Oh, do we really grasp how much God cares for every one of us. We're under his watchful eye constantly. God wants to hear caring friend to you. He's like a good doctor, a loving pastor, all rolled up in one, focusing on your needs. Yes, there are times that we can't feel him, we can't see him like we'd like to, but remember, he's there all the time. He's there all the time. I believe God allows us to go through heartaches and we grow closer to him. And then he strengthens us. Yes, he loves us. He cares so much for us that he sent his only son to come to this world and die for us. And we can have redemption and eternal life. Praise God. So how can we ever thank him enough? Oh, may we always have a spirit of thankfulness on our heart until the day comes that we see him face to face. That may be sooner than we think. Worship team comes now. Let's stand together and sing the